0: We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Barnwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCACHurch.com. And join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. Tell me your favorite Christmas song. So you got it? Think about it. Your favorite Christmas song. On the count of three, you ready? One, two, three. Got it. We're going to sing all of those. <laughs> no, one of the big things at our home at Christmas season is singing. How many of you love Christmas songs? How many of you are already tired of some of the Christmas songs? You're already like, I'm done. I have one song that if it comes on, I'm changing the channel. I'm sorry, and it may be your best favorite of all times. But if little drummer boy comes on the radio, I'm changing the channel. I'm just... Any of you have that one song that just, mm, not going to happen? Come on, raise your hands. Confess. It's good. That one Christmas. I'm not a Grinch. Far from it. My heart is huge. But that one song. And so every year at our home, we're talking about it's supper time and everything's around the table and it's Christmas. and, And so we do a lot of singing at our house and especially Christmas Eve. It's the only night of the year my wife allows me to bring my guitar home. I am not a musician. But i bring my guitar home, and we play and sing Christmas songs. And so this morning, even on the way to church, had my grandkids with me today, so excited. We were singing Christmas songs. And so my grandson has learned the first part of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I don't know that part. But it's something like On Cupid, On Donner, and Blitzen and Dixon, and all that stuff. I don't know that part. But I do know the part where it says, and did you know the most famous reindeer of, do you recall, the most famous reindeer of all? And we're ready and everything's poised and we're ready to go and everybody goes and I go Frosty, the snowman. <laughs> totally messed it up. And so every year Christmas time weeks we sing it at these songs. How many of you sing Christmas carols at your house, things like that? We do it. I bring my guitar home. So I've got the guitar this morning. We're going to sing some Christmas songs. And so the way we do it at our house is this. Uh, one year I messed up. And I brought all the words home for all the Christmas songs. And I thought this is going to be so cool. Because you know me, I'm kind of OCD that way. We don't know any of the words for the Christmas songs. And so I'll start singing them. And we're going we go, la da la da 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 And so I wanted to see how good you are this morning on singing some of the Christmas songs. So I want you to stand with me, and as long as you know the words, you keep standing and singing. We we haven't even said what the song is yet. And you're already sitting down. No, everybody stand up. And when you you don't know the words, you you can sit down on that song, okay? Real easy song. Release some leave some volume on this because it's yes. gonna be really, really good. Man, this is gonna be good. I'm an excellent musician, you gotta yes. hear this. You are great singers, I wanna hear you. The first song is Frosty the Snowman. Everybody ready? You ready? Here we go. Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> La la, 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 la la, Oh come on! You didn't even make it through the first verse. <laughs> you say some of you kept singing the first verse again. And you guys need to get—you got to know Christmas song. Okay, here's the next one: Jingle Bell Rock. We know that one. All right, stand up again. I got faith in you, PCA. You're gonna—you're gonna rock this one out. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. And all that kind of you know, but we do know this phrase that "Mom and Dad will sure be glad when kids go back to school again." Whatever, I don't even know it. And Mom and Dad will. Yeah, and Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. It's beginning. We love that. You see how hard it is. Christmas songs are hard, but we all love them, right? And I know that in the birth of Christ. There are so many songs. Do you realize? When Christ was born during this whole season, it was filled with songs. When the angels showed up and scared the shepherds, it says the whole heavenly host of angels began to sing. They began to sing, glory to God in the highest. If you know what a host is, you're looking at several thousand angels. It's not just one or two angels. And they're singing. This is a magnificent choir song. Whenever Zechariah, when Jesus was brought to the temple to be dedicated, Zachariah, he, he breaks out in singing. And today I want to look at one of the songs, the songs of the season. And so if you have your Bible, turn to Luke chapter 1, verse 26 and following. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. Now, there are several angels involved. Great study in the, in the times of Christ's birth. But this is Gabriel. He was sent to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. So it's Joseph's fiance, a descendant of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. Now, how many of you know anything about Mary before this? I mean, we don't know anything about her. About the only time we talk about Mary is during the Christmas season. I don't hear too many messages about Mary during any other time of the year. But but here we find this young lady named Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. And in the original it's like, Greetings! (laughs) I mean, this loud, this is a boisterous angel voice. Gabriel, he's a booming dude. This God is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered, what kind of greeting is this? But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, how many of you know, this is where a woman's mind goes immediately. How will this be? highlight that in different translations it says for with God nothing is impossible for there will no word from God ever fail we need the Christmas story in our lives today we need to know that there is nothing that is impossible with God Now we get these verses mixed up with other verses that say nothing is impossible to him that believes. That is not this verse. Put it in context. You've got Elizabeth who was too old and barren to have children. And God says wait a minute, with me nothing is impossible. And now you have a virgin who's never been with a man and God says you will conceive. And he says wait a minute, with me nothing is impossible. I want you to hear this today, church. No matter where you are in life, young like Mary, old like Elizabeth, you've lived a lot of life, you haven't even started life, you've got to know this, no word from God will ever fail. No word will ever fail, for with God, nothing is impossible. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Mary said, verse 46 and 47 of Luke 1, and Mary said, all of a sudden she hears this and she breaks out in a song. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Wow. It's called the Magnificat. It's one of the greatest songs in the word. And Mary hears this news and she begins to sing. Now she's Joseph's fiance. Let's understand this today. She's never been with a man and then all of a sudden this angel starts using words that I know she has no context for. Well, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Well, first of all, we don't know what the Holy Spirit is like that because all we've had is is the presence of God in the Old Testament. You know, a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And she's like, what? Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Well, what does that mean? Seriously, most of us today still don't know what happened. How this really came to be overshadowing. The Holy Spirit will be on you and, and all those things. We we don't understand it. And yet this probably 13 to 14 year old girl is now having to deal with these kind of issues that most of us today as adults married with children would still be going, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Now Mary does that for a second. She goes, how's this going to happen? Well, the angel tells her, and she rejoices. Now listen, let's just be honest. Not every time a woman has heard that you're going to have a baby does a woman rejoice. There are times they go, what? I wasn't expecting this. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but there's, I'm sure there's some of us here today that go, wow, what a surprise. Didn't have that planned. It, uh, the, whoo, yeah. yeah. Sometimes if a woman hears she's going to have a baby, she goes into deep, dark depression. All of a sudden, how is this going to happen? Especially with all the stigma that's going to be applied to Mary. She has never been with a man. She's not married. And in this culture, this is not anything that is tolerated in culture at this time. I mean, I am so glad. Thank God that he takes care of everything. Because if it had not been an angel showing up to Joseph, I don't think Joseph would have bought the story. But God says it's going to take an angel to make Joseph believe that this is really happening. So God sends an angel to Joseph and confirms the whole plan. This is the way it's going down. And Joseph is like, okay, I'm good with that. I'm good with that how many of us even today, how many moms and dads, if your daughter was to come to you at 13 or 14 and go, hey, wait a minute, here's what's happening. How many of us would buy that story today? And then how many of us would rejoice in those moments? I'm amazed by this when I read this, that that she was not like... Falling on the ground scared like the shepherds. I mean, it takes a woman, right, to, to handle it better than a bunch of shepherds. Right? All the women said amen. But but she's there and, and, and she has a moment, but then she's okay. There's a presence that I believe just gives her a piece about this. And, and she begins to understand, I, I don't need to go into depression. I need to rejoice. I need to be excited because this is what God is doing. God is doing something in my life. And that's exciting we are living in a time from now until after the first of the year where depression is the number one force in all of societies right now depression more people commit suicide this time of the year than any other time of the year you know while the enemy piles on them in their mind that God does not love you, that God does not care about you, that nobody loves you and nobody cares about you, and, and nobody would miss you if you're not around and lie after lie after lie. That is why we need to, as men and women of God, we need to have this word in our spirit. No word from God will ever fail. We've got a generation, we've got a society, We have a culture that needs to hear this message during this Christmas season. It doesn't matter where you are in life, what's going on in your life. We can stand here today with confidence, not based upon our abilities, not based upon our knowledge, our analytics, but we stand here today based it upon the word of God. Nothing will be impossible with God. No word from God will ever fail. I stand here today. I'm strong in the Lord. No matter what everybody else tells me. And no matter what those whisperings in my mind say. We get all alone. And the enemy loves to separate us over here by ourselves. And he begins. And the Bible says that every word. Out of the mouth of the devil is a lie. He cannot even speak one word of truth. And yet it seems like we listen more to him than we listen to God. We are quick to feel like nobody loves me. Nobody cares. Well, I saw somebody else got a Christmas card. I didn't get one. Well... Somebody else brought somebody something in church and I didn't get it. They didn't bring one to me, so they must not care. They must not love me. And boom, the enemy just piles on, doesn't he? I mean he just gets you over here by yourself and just beats you down. And whatever's wrong in your life, nobody else has that problem in their life. No one. You can't find anybody as bad as you. If you're single, you're looking around and everybody's married. If you don't have children, you look around and there are kids everywhere. If you're grandparents, everybody else has their grandchildren with them except you. It gets bad. You're looking around, everybody has more money than they can spend and you've got nothing. No matter what it is. The enemy loves to magnify it. And yet Mary's response was what? My soul magnifies the Lord. We get everything magnified in our society but God. We get everything magnified at Christmas other than God. The other night we were at the parade and, 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 and we had our grandkids and it was cold and not as many people showed up as usual. And so we were at the front of the parade. They're throwing out candy like crazy. Well, at the beginning, my grandkids are all over this stuff. I mean, we got bags of candy. Now, toward the middle of the end, they're starting to leave some candy out there. like, what's the deal? And I walk out there and it's peppermint in a little individual. And I say, hey, there's more candy. Ah, it's peppermint poppy. Just leave it. Now they're starting to get a little particular about what candy they're picking up. And I'm finding that our society is magnifying everything about Christmas except Christ. You know, I've talked to some of the kids. I've interviewed your kids leaving from church. And I, I feel bad for you parents and grandparents because they don't want Legos and a Barbie and those kind of things anymore. No, they want electronic systems. They want the iPhone 10 or whatever number is the last one out. I mean, three and four hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, and these are little kids. These are not the the big grown adults looking you in the eye. These are the the cute little little bitty ones that can put those eyes on you and that quivery voice and ah, I'm praying for you praying for because I don't know how you're going to resist that because I, I'm ready to shovel out the money as they're leaving the church, and, but don't think I am. It's me going, oh, pastor will buy it for you? No, no, no. I got my own grandkids and they got puppy dog eyes on me and so, listen, it's tough. But we're magnifying everything. We're magnifying our, our, our weaknesses. We're magnifying our shortcomings. We're magnifying everybody else's blessings. And we're minimizing Christ in our own life. And Mary, Mary said, hey, my soul magnifies the Lord. I rejoice in the Lord today. My spirit rejoices in God. Man, at Christmas should be the greatest time of rejoicing. My soul, everything. Why? Because Christ is doing a work in my life. He loves me. He gave His only begotten Son. God did so that I could have life and have it abundantly. Why am I walking around with all of this depression? And why am I walking around looking at everybody else's life? I need to look at my life and go, God, look what you've done in my life. Amen. We may not have an angel show up today, or maybe we do. You know what the Bible says about pastors? Read it, book of Revelations. The Bible says that he sends angels to the churches. And the pastor is the angel. Hey, I'm an angel from God today telling you, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Let your soul rejoice in God because he loves you. He came to earth through a virgin, he was born because nothing with God shall be impossible. Whatever you have today, whatever's going on, I'm telling you, no word will ever fail. And they go, Pastor, we got it good. Don't lose it. Because as soon as you walk out the door, pounce, jump on your back. Yeah, Been there, done that. Had God moving my life in services, I walk out, and as soon as I walk out, flat tire in the parking lot. As soon as I walk out, put my key in the car, ready to go home. I knew you didn't love me. going to fail me? Get a letter in the mail? More bills than you were planning on? There's a song that says Mary did you know? I don't know what Mary knew. But I know that she knew one thing. She knew her Lord and her Savior. She knew God. And I wonder today, is God alive to you? Is God intervening in your life? Is God showing up to you. I know people get beat up. I understand that. I get beat up. I get depressed. I get hurt. But we cannot forget that God is alive. We cannot forget that this young girl, 13, 14 years of age, theologians tell us, that that she looked and said, hey, I don't care what it looks like to everybody else. And I'm sure there were some tongue-waggers in the synagogues. Did you hear about Mary? And Joseph believes this story? Are you kidding me? No way. Listen, I know birds and bees. This ain't the way it works. And then you got Elizabeth. Old, Baron Elizabeth. And when she goes to see her, you know what happens? Mary walks in the room and the baby in Elizabeth's belly jumps. And Why? Because it said, Wow, the Holy Spirit just filled me. Just walking in the room. Whew. Man, don't you want it to be that when you walk in the room, the Holy Spirit just fills the place? I want God doing a work in my life so much that when we walk into places, the Holy Spirit just, just fills the room. John the Baptist was one of those great. Forerunners of Jesus Christ And he was filled with the Holy Spirit In his mother's womb Hallelujah Because he got that close to the Son of God Wow How close are we today to the Son of God How much are we filled with his power And his presence today Because he came to bring peace on earth Do you have the peace of God That surpasses understanding today Peace He said peace I leave with you Not as the world gives peace but I'm going to give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. Mary had that peace living inside of her that surpassed all understanding. Mary, why are you rejoicing? Oh, my soul magnifies God. Yeah. Look at this Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Here's what she said I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left her. Nothing is impossible. Nothing. I want you to get that. That is so burning in my spirit today. Because I I run into situations this week. That the world would stop and say it's impossible. This week. This week I went and had a wonderful time of prayer with Jackie Hughes. And wonderful. And she woke up when I walked in the room. Well, I wasn't expecting that. Because on, on Tuesday they told her you had 24 to 72 hours. She hasn't been conscious. I walk in the room and she wakes up. We have a great conversation and a great time of prayer. I visit with her for probably 30 minutes. I walk out and Kylie says, Pastor, she hasn't done that in days. Because nothing is impossible with God. I was at the hospital yesterday with a young man that, that that's now been carried to Edmond, Oklahoma. And probably in surgery right now. But nothing is impossible with God. We look around at situations and go, wait a minute, this is too big. Pastor, you don't understand. I don't I need to understand the problem I need to know the solution I need to know the Savior I need to know the God that when he speaks light and darkness separate that when he begins to work he holds the worlds in his hands he uses it for a footstool I want to know the God that gets inside of me and is working inside of me and is birthing something in my life that is greater than I am and my soul today magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices is inside of me today because there's something bigger than me at work here today. There's something bigger at work in your life today. We've just got to give God opportunity to birth something in our lives and to take Him at His word. She said, I'm the Lord's servant. Paul understood what it meant to be a servant. The Lord was his master. Today, we are servants. Servants obey masters. We are several generations away from slavery, but we really don't understand it today. But, but in the days of slavery, when, when you become a bond servant, you were a servant for life and you voluntarily became a servant to that master and everything they wanted you to do, you did it and you didn't question Today God asks us to do things that we want to have a dissertation. Listen, I'm I'm still a a parent. I'm now a grandparent. I'm a poppy. But I don't tell my daughter or my son things to do and then let's have a discussion about it. I still don't. I'm their father. This is not a time for discussions. And I see a lot of parents today, they're they're having these 30-minute discussions with their children and thinking, why are you talking about this? Did you not tell them to do something? Then tell them to do it and they will get it done. Maybe I'm pretty simple. But I just think that's the way it works. And if you tell them don't do it, they should not do it. And if they do, then there's repercussions. And that's just the way it works. And that's the way the Word of God works. God says if you do this, I'm going to bless you. I've told you my theory of parenting. I told my daughter my son, you can live like a princess or a prince. Or you can live like a prisoner. Your choice. And today it's your choice how we live in this world today. I know there are things that come against us that are out of our control. They happen to me all the time. But what is in my control is how I respond. You see, this caught Mary right off guard. She could have responded with, "Uh, uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I've got a life planned out with Joseph. He's not going to believe any of this. I don't care if an angel tells him. So I say no. And you know what? God moved on. What we don't allow God to do in our lives, God will do in somebody else's life. I've had people go, well, I just won't be in church today. That'll show God. No, he'll just show, give his blessing to somebody else who did come to church today. Because we're his servants I'm not here to say, God, give me. A servant doesn't get get it given to him, but the servant gives it to the master. My service, my all in all, everything, I have no life other than him. But but wait a minute, pastor. I want to do what I want to do, and I want God to give me enough money, and enough everything else to do what I want to do. Well, you're probably in the wrong business. Because the last time I checked, God's not this vending machine. Well, I put in two prayers, and I want this. Well, I didn't eat one meal, so I fasted that one meal, so God better show up. No, 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 no. No, we we serve, we worship, because we're servants. We're here today as servants. We we don't come and say, what's the church doing for me? I don't know where that came from. We're in a generation of people walking in and going, what is the church going to do for me? Come on. No, no, no. What are you here to serve God for? How are you serving God? Because this is a house of service. Well, you can go to McDonald's at the drive-thru and get some. You're going to pay for it. But you can get some. Here, we're here to give to God. The author, the finisher of our faith. I don't hold on to earthly things at all. You know why? Because I don't know when my last breath will be. It could be today. What good would that profit me? To gain the whole world and lose my soul? No. I want to hold on tight to Him. And here's what Mary said. This blows my mind every time I read it. She said, may it be to me according to your." Whatever you say, God, may it be to me. I don't know how you read that. But what it says to me is Mary got to this place of surrender. To where she was willing to say to God, Whatever your word is to me, I surrender to it. Have your way in my life. May it be to me what you have spoken. Anything and everything you desire for me as your servant, may it be. Wow. I thought, how how did she get there? I see people all the time that will go this far with God, but then go, whoa, not that. I've got friends of mine that should be in the ministry today, but they couldn't leave their good-paying jobs that they had to go into the ministry. I, I, I've known people that, that God's called to do certain things, and they'll go this far, but not any further. I mean, I'll go to church, and I'll pay my tithe, and, but don't ask me to do anything else. I mean, let's, what about Moses. Guy's on the backside of the desert. He's a convicted murderer. And God says, I want you to leave the nation of Israel. And he can't even put three words together without stuttering. And he goes, what? But then he says, you know what? Whatever you want, God. I- I'll do it. Whatever you want. Daniel winds up in a lion's den. Three Hebrew children in a fire. These are people... I mean, Abraham gets to the top of a mountain... Wraps his son in twines. Gets the fire ready to be lit. Raises the knife. God whatever you ask me to do. I will do it. May it be unto me. And then all of a sudden. Out of nowhere he hears the bleeding of a lamb. A ram caught over here in the thistle. Because God is Jehovah Jireh. God provides. But not until he makes sure we have surrendered everything. And I got a feeling today, there's a lot of us here who've gone this far with God. And God's got so many other things to do in our life. God wants to birth so many things in our life. But we said, wait a minute, I'll go here. But I'm not to, to the place of may it be. I'm not to the place of you do whatever you want in my life. I remember the night I got across that line. Wow. It changed my life. I mean, I had life planned out. She had life planned out. When she married me, I was not to be a preacher. I was not to be a pastor. Can you imagine the change in her life? So you know what? An angel of God had to tell her too. Because I was sitting there going, how am I going to tell my wife that the house that she wants has just come up for sale, this big, beautiful home with a swimming pool and everything she's ever had her heart's desire on, Has just come up for sale. We just put our house up for sale. This is what we're doing. And now God wants me to quit all of this. And follow him in ministry. How do I tell her this? And then all of a sudden she walks in the front door with a load of books crying. And she's wondering how am I going to tell my husband? That he's supposed to quit his good paying job and follow God in ministry. And we meet each other at the front door of the house. I'm crying. I don't know how to tell her. She's crying. She doesn't know how to tell me. Isn't that how God works? I talked about it Wednesday night for a moment. The Bible says in the fullness of time Christ was born. Fullness of time. That word time. There's only two words in the Greek for time. Kronos and kairos. Kronos is chronological linear time that we do with every day. But Kairos is this. There's a moment in time that is perfect for something to happen. That is perfect. So when you say something perfect at the perfect time, it's an incredible thing, right? When you make the perfect decision at the perfect time, that's an incredible moment. God sent His Son, Jesus... At the perfect time to be born on this earth for the perfection of man. What powerful moment. And I believe today can be a powerful moment in somebody's life. Number one, if you begin to understand that no word from God will ever fail you. You've got to know that. And number two, we've got to get to the place to say, may it be to me. According to what you have spoken in your word. May it be to me. I want to have full surrender to God. I'm all in. It's everything. All to thee. I surrender. Everything. My future, my hopes, my plans, my desires. We have a great scripture in the foyer of our church across the front. It says, for I know the plans you have for you. No. I know the plans that I have for you. See, God's got your life where there's a perfect plan. And you're sitting here today going, I don't see it. Do you think Mary saw it? Do you think that when she said, may it be that she understood all of the complexities of all the things that were about to happen. No. She had a faith in God that just blows my mind. A young girl of 13 or 14 having the kind of faith that I'm still yearning for, God increased my faith. God increased my trust. And you know what? He will, and he will give you a peace that surpasseth all understanding. All understanding. May it be, Mary said. May it be. Do you trust God today? You say, Pastor, this is a different message for Christmas, but no, what's the greatest Christmas message? Is your soul rejoicing in Christ, magnifying God at this holiday season? Or are you looking around at all your neighbors and looking around at people in church they got everything why am I Lord I love you would you stand with me today may it be may it be I was thinking about this this week and I was praying about it I said Lord may it be to me And I had to find a place all by myself for a little while this week. It wasn't in my office. It wasn't at my home. And I found me a place in Palka City. It's me and God. How many you know that you kind of, you, you got to do that? I found a place. And I said, you know what, Lord, away from my family, away from my wife, away from the church, away from expectations of people and all those things. Just me and you. I trust you. May it be to me Whatever your will is and your plans for my life. I've tried to always live that way since I gave my heart and life to the Lord in ministry. Sadie and I have always tried to be very sensitive about how God moves. But I think every now and then we all need to take a moment and stop and go, hey, God, just between you and me, are we good? I following Your plan for my life, or have I said, "Hey, wait a minute"? Not, no. But am I following You with all my heart? And if you are, the challenge to you today is to is to worship and say, "Hey, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God." then today, the second thing is, are you facing situations in your life that you would look around and go, this is hard. This is tough, Pastor. I never thought this would happen to me. Maybe it's somebody in your family. Maybe you thought, no, I never thought this would happen to my kids. I never thought I'd be the one in this situation. always thought it had to be somebody else. And so today, I'm going to open up these altars. We've got time. But there's going to be two reasons you come. One of them is you may need to step out and come forward and say, God, every step I take, I'm telling you, may it be in my life, whatever you want in my life, may it be, may it be, may it be. And when I get to the front, I'm not going to ask you for anything. I'm just going to surrender my life afresh and anew to you I don't know about you, but I have to to do that myself every so often. I have to do it. Because I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to be real. I don't want to stand in front of you and tell you to do things that I'm not doing. Some of you may need to come and you've got situations that when you get here you just need to... You just need to leave them right here. You need to lay them at his feet and say, God, I can't do anything. God, what I've done is messed it up. I need you. I need you, to, I need you to take this and make it possible. God, can you fix this for Christmas? So if you don't want to come by yourself, grab somebody by the hand because you're coming for one of these two reasons. You're saying, may it be unto me, Lord. Whatever you have in my life, may it be unto me. I want to submit and surrender everything in my life my whole heart, my whole mind, my whole body, my whole life, I surrender to you. Or maybe you're somebody here today who says, you know what, I need prayer about this. This is a situation that God must intervene in. I need God to get involved in this today. And if you don't want to come by yourself, grab somebody by the hand and get down here. I've done all that I've been asked to do by God. It is now time for all of us to respond and let the Holy Spirit move in your heart. Join us anytime at PCACHurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.